It's time now for the complete story with Dick Bott, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Dick Bott with today's complete story. Well, you see, here we are now, right smack up on New Year's, and we're reflecting uh, in the year past and to a large extent in the years past, plural, because there have been many, and now we're facing a new year. But, Rich, you know, that that causes a person also to reflect on the people that have touched your lives, the people that have made a difference in your life. Uh, And there is one such person we're going to be talking about, isn't there? Yes, and she was such an inspiring figure, and it's just shocking to think that she's gone. Yeah. Uh, Folks, we're talking about Gail McWilliams, and she's been on The Complete Story with me many times uh, during the past few years. I remember it was at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention when I first met Gail McWilliams. She's from Dallas, Texas, goes to uh, goes to Prestonwood Baptist Church. And um, Jack Graham is the pastor there. But anyway, I remember when I met her and I extended my hand and she didn't take it. And then I looked closely. I, I, th- I thought, well, she's blind. She can't see. But it was the joy of the Lord it was coming from her very countenance, and uh, all of that that so inspired everybody. She wrote several books, and everything. But you see, folks, uh, on on Christmas Eve morning, just a few days ago, Gail McWilliams went home for Christmas, and I'm sure that she is looking around heaven, enjoying the sight that only God can give. Now, just to go back a moment, I want you to listen once again to the opening of her story. Here it is. When I was a young girl, the doctor said that I would probably never have any children. I had a childhood disease, which I got at nine years of age. And so in my teens, a doctor felt like it was important for him to plot out my life. And with that verdict, he said I would never have any children. So when I married, um, imagine the pain of the conflict, because my husband and I wanted children. We knew they were gifts from the Lord, and we desired that very much. When I was born, I was born with seven major complications, and um, the doctors were getting ready to write out my death certificate. For 21 days, we struggled to see if she would live or not. My parents went through so much, just fighting for my life, working with the doctors, encouraging them to to even just feed me. Something happened in the course of the pregnancy with Anna. And later it became evident that this would be the pattern for all of the children. Because every time I was pregnant, my eyes would hemorrhage. And little by little, I would lose eyesight with each pregnancy. They could have just said, you know, that's it. We've gone through too much. We're going to stop right now. We won't have any more children. So three and a half years later, we were pregnant again. The doctors came in one day and said, you have to choose today between your baby or your eyes. I said, the choice is made. I choose my baby. We had the three older girls first, and what a joy. When I hear my mom's story, I am grateful to hear, first of all, that she chose life. And it's sobering to think that if she didn't choose me, 
she didn't choose the ones that were after me, which was Holly and Lydia and Connor. You know what the worst part about being the third born is? You get blamed for everything. The best part about being a third born is you blame it on others. I love music. I love to sing music. Music is my life. a nine-year gap and God blessed us with two more children Lydia and Connor I always tell people their goodness and mercy because I figure they're gonna follow us all the days of our life I like being part of a family that values life and values others because my mom chose life I have the opportunity to impact my generation keep your lips Part of the gifts that our family brings to the world that I think are unique is that the girls sing with me. Girls have made a CD, we've done TV, we've done radio. God has used the crucible that Gail has gone through specifically to create a life message that seems to be impacting people and transforming them for the glory of God. Purpose, design, potential, value, destiny. Life is the gift. When I look at my children, I don't just see my children. I see generations yet to come. I am a woman of hope. I do see a lot more than maybe the average person because I choose to see what's of great value. I find that every day I'm in a position where I choose life. See, friends, that was the story of uh, Gail McWilliams, who lived on this earth, and she went home for Christmas uh, the morning of Christmas Eve just a few days ago. But what an impact she had. What a joy it was to know her as a friend. And didn't we enjoy her rich, whether we saw her in person, or we were with her in person, or, or on the broadcast? She was a very inspiring figure, Dad. <clears throat> If you remember, she said, if you lift your eyes above the horizon, the sky's the limit. Yeah. yeah, actually, it was beyond the horizon. If you lift your eyes beyond the horizon, the sky's the limit. That was one of her quotes. She was an author, wrote many books. But listen, now we're going to use some of, some of her own uh, expressions in her own voice. And here's the first one. He has walked with me through this crucible. And I think that's probably where most people are. Sometimes they're either in the middle of the fire or just coming out of the fire or headed into the fire. And I want to encourage everyone today that no matter where you are in your journey, you're not alone. The fire shall not consume you and the flood shall not overtake you. There's someone greater than yourself who walks with you. And Rich, remember when we heard the first part, she was talking about everything that lie ahead of her as far as children is concerned. And she lived to be a grandmother. Uh, I don't know how many times over. Uh, what a beautiful, beautiful life story. Now listen to this, folks. Another statement from Gail McWilliams. True life, abundant life, is giving your life totally to Jesus Christ. And I think that many times people are... Um, trying to get through battles on their own, in their own strength. And I know that day when the doctor came in and told me I had to choose that day between my baby or my eyes. 
and he was talking about the baby I was carrying. It was our second child. I didn't have enough strength or enough wisdom in and of myself to know what to do. But I remembered something I'd memorized as a young girl, and it is all about choice, because the choices in front of me were life and death, blessing and cursing, that me, that we and our descendants might live. And that became my anchor in the middle of that storm. And so I said, I choose my baby. The doctor stood up, slammed shut my folder, and said, what a foolish decision, and he left the room. And, Dick, I have to tell you, it was a lonely moment. Uh, I could have been very unsure about the future because I didn't even know what had just happened. I didn't know what would, you know, the consequences. I had no idea. But I knew this, that life was the better choice. And the only reason I knew that is because I had read the designer's manual, and it's called the Word of God. And so I would like to encourage everyone that people who have been playing with the idea of giving your life to Christ or thinking, you know, it's going to be too confining, are you kidding? It's the beginning of living life in, in a way that's beyond anything we can see. And that's why I always say, when you choose to look past the horizon, hey, the sky's the limit. Mm. That's what real life's about. Yeah. And so if we know real life, then we begin to know how to live. And for me personally, it's really when I faced that dark area in my life, when I faced death itself, that's when I knew how to live. And I can just tell you it's only gotten better. That doesn't mean every day is without struggle. No, there's struggle, there's heartache, there's tears. I'd give anything to not only see the faces of my children and my, my husband. I'd give the face to, I would give anything to see your face, Dick. And yet I've got to tell you, I'm your best friend. You're looking younger every day, and you look awesome. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Rich, as I listened to her voice when we did that interview with her, I'm reminded I really did love that. I loved hearing that from her. Uh, I remember your mother, Shirley, my wife, was at a, a dinner table with Gail McWilliams one time, and Shirley said, and she said, Gail, how may I help you? And Gail said, well, she said, now this food is on my plate in front of me, so if you will just tell me, starting at, at the top of the plate, we'll call that uh, 12 o'clock. And you just tell me what food is coming around from the right-hand side to 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock. Then I will know how to reach for the various foods that are on my plate. That will be a big help to me. And uh, she just she just wasn't ever saying, I am hopeless or helpless about anything, was she? No, and I, I love it when she said that I chose legacy over convenience. Yeah. And certainly losing your eyesight is a tremendous inconvenience. But yet even today, with her passing, her legacy lives on. And we're talking about the inspiration that her life was to us. And uh, she was also talking about her children and her family that she left behind with with God, the knowledge of God in their hearts. Yeah. All right. Well, you, you brought that up. Let's hear her say it again. Here it is. So many times when I'm asked, you know, why would you have children if you knew that there was a possibility that something might happen to your eyes? And I always am trying to figure out what's at the root of that question. And really what they're asking is, why would you choose between inconvenience and legacy, why would you choose children? Well, hands down, it's a legacy. I have been inconvenienced, yes, but I'm the wealthiest woman you will ever interview. Mm. 
because I've touched into legacy, generations yet to come, which I still can't see, but I know that they're going to be good. And that's what I want to encourage people about today. Every choice, every decision you make today will impact tomorrow, and it will impact generations yet to come. Yeah. Well, that's a good thought for New Year's. The voice of Gail McWilliams, folks. And she died, went home for Christmas, the morning of Christmas Eve. And uh, what an inspiration she was. She wrote many books, and she just gave such inspirational speeches. We gave her an award at National Religious Broadcasters Convention, didn't we, Rich? We did. Just because of what she represented and her life represented and her testimony to the goodness of God represented to everyone we knew. Now listen, folks, here's another one, because this is directed to you. Each and every one of us have a purpose. Each and every one of us, regardless of your age or anything else going on right now, facing the new year, you have a purpose. Here's Gail. I know one whose name, Jehovah Shalom. He will give peace beyond all understanding. No matter what storm it is that you're facing today, maybe you've been driven by fear, and fear is paralyzing. But the opposite of fear is to have faith. Faith in a God who has called you on purpose. Faith in a God who's uh, caused you to have a life of great value, to be an asset. And this is one thing I know, Dick, we've been strategically positioned for this hour. Yeah. Everyone we're talking to, anybody could have your position, but they don't. It's you. And so if it's you, what if today be the turnaround to say, Lord, I give my life to you. And Lord Jesus, be the director of my life. Be the wisdom for my life. Yeah. And then live in expectant hope. Hope always sees, Dick. Yeah. You know, Rich, we were talking about what are we going to do for our New Year's Complete Story broadcast. Um, what should it be? What can we say on a New Year's broadcast that will be just the right thing to really help people? That's what Bot Radio Network has dedicated itself to do. Uh, the people who come together and form Bot Radio Network, all of our associates, it's to help others. It really is. And I'll tell you this, folks. Right now, with Gail McWilliams in heaven, with her heavenly father, uh, yet does she inspire and help. And if you're looking ahead to the new year and you feel hopeless, oh, my word, don't don't be that way. Don't be that way. Listen to what Gail said about that word, hope. Well, one particular day when uh, after I had had all five children, the doctors had really put some pressure on me to have some eye surgery that I, I wasn't sure was going to work, and they definitely didn't know if it would. It was an experiment. But they felt like it was desperate measures. And so I finally consented to let them do what they had convinced me to do have the surgery. And after the surgery, one surgery led to two others and actually it catapulted me into more blindness. And I could be a woman that's extremely bitter and sad. But I remember sitting in the surgeon's office after a full year and he gave the final diagnosis and he said to me, Gail, I'm sorry, there's no hope. And oh. I just, tears were just gushing out of my eyes. Oh. And I turned towards him and I said, I leave this office in hope. No man can ever take your hope. Mm. No one, no situation can ever take your hope. 
See, hope dances with you. Hope sings over you. Hope walks with you. Hope, when you've got your, your head in the dirt, hope whispers, come on, get back up. You can do this. Mm-hmm. And hope by itself, as I said again, it's not a mere wishful thought. It's a person. And that's what I embrace, that even in the middle of what I can't see, there is one who walks with me who sees a bigger picture. Yeah. Even in the middle when I've cried what I thought was my last tear, he gives me hope to smile and to laugh again and to trust. You know what? We're hearing the voice of someone who really trusted uh, and accepted the hope that only God can give. And that reminds me of a song that Bill Gaither that Bill Gaither wrote. What a blessing he's been to Christians for so many years, to all of us. And he wrote this song, something beautiful. Listen to it, folks. Hey! 
Every journey has the the mountaintops and the valleys. Has the mountaintops and the valleys. There are people listening to this broadcast right now. You may be in a valley. You may be just filled with uncertainty. What do I do next? Where do I find hope? Where do I find help? And that's just true of every life, and no one is ever alone, are they? That's right, Dad. Remember, Gail McWilliams wrote that book called Stuck or prepositioned, stuck or positioned. And uh, she said, if you feel like you're stuck, just look around you and see where you can serve the people that God has put around you and begin serving where you are because God has you there for a purpose and you need to find that purpose and serve. Well, listen, let's hear what she had to say about being dropped into a blind world. Any situation that you're in, if you would begin to see the bigger picture, and to know that today is preparing you for tomorrow. See, you can embrace everything. And then when I realized, as a woman who can't see, that I've been dropped into a blind world, who's lost sight of truth, who is all blurred because of all these philosophies that are flowing around. And and, um, for people who have lost sight of the very potential that they have in their own life, I say it's time to begin to live with vision. It's time to get off the 50-yard, and let's run towards the goal that God, the designer of your life, has provided for you. Rich, I'm just amazed. I am just amazed. I was feeling, you know, we've lost a friend when Gail McWilliams went home for Christmas. I love to be able to say it that way because it was on Christmas Eve that she went to heaven. And uh, and yet this broadcast now for New Year's, Mm. For goodness sake, for looking ahead, yes, for seeing ahead. Now listen, this is what Gail had to say about uh, the key to keeping joy alive. One of the keys that keeps my joy alive is the moments when I feel like I can't go forward, the days when I feel really sad that I can't see the faces of my grandchildren mm. or even my husband. Mm. In those moments, I sit there and think, okay, Well, I could cry, and I could say this is unfair, which it is. Or this is what I've learned to do. Those are trigger points for me now to either pick up the phone to call somebody else, shoot an email to them to encourage them, or go do some kind of surprise gift to someone. And now it's become a lifestyle for me. And even in the middle of the tears, gentlemen, I've learned one thing that's so profound. It doesn't negate faith or hope. My tears might be there, but my spirit is stronger than all of the loss and all the sadness. I practice seeing. Isn't that something? Yeah, I was thinking she lost her eyesight, but she gained tremendous insight. And that's what she shared with us on the radio. Yeah. All right, now I want to go back here to Bill Gaither because he recorded a song, I Am Loved. Here it is. I am loved, I am loved, I can rest loving you, for the one who knows me best, loves me more. 
Free 
this broadcast the one who knows me best loves me most now we have a listener comment line so uh, write this down folks and call us and let us know what your comments would be what your statement would be what you'd like to tell us it's 800-345-2621 now give it again 800-345-2621 This is Dick Bott with his chapter of the complete story for a new year. And I'll see you later.